Hello, everybody. Welcome in. Thank you for coming. Please take a seat. You're just in time for another spot of NXT. My name is Adam. I am your host, and this is the show where I watch NXT UK, because nobody else will. Last week, we had a very good episode of NXT UK. Ginny became the number one contender for the women's title by defeating Piper Niven with some unexplained help from Joseph Connors. Dave Mastiff beat Saxon Huxley, and Ben Carter made his debut with one hell of an effort against NXT Cruiserweight champion Jordan Devlin. This week, we've been promised Sam Gradwell versus Tyler Bate after Sam got annoyed at a Tyler Bate promo that was airing on the show we were watching. Also this week, a kid gets his requested NXT UK title match against Walter. Maybe they'll also tell us why Joseph Connors helped Ginny. Let's find out. We open this week with a video on a kid, him winning the cup, defending it against Tyler Bate and challenging Walter. We then transition to Walter and him accepting the challenge. That match is tonight. Opening video, and then Andy Shepard reminds us again that that match is tonight. We even get the match graphic, despite there being a similar match graphic at the end of the video. Ed Harvey is already in the ring, ready to make his debut, so this should go poorly. He's taking on Joe Coffey, so this will definitely go poorly. Thankfully, Coffey is wearing trunks underneath his trench coat, but it's always questionable. Harvey talks trash to start, and they lock up. Coffey gets the side headlock, and Harvey sends him off. Coffey wants a shoulder block. Harvey does not budge. Harvey with a shoulder block. Coffey goes back into the rope, sleeps with a crossbody, gets caught and slammed. Coffey avoids the elbow drop. He whips Harvey and pounces him down hard. Harvey reverses the Irish whip. Coffey tries to go up and over, but his legs get caught, and he turns this into a head scissor. Then he clotheslines Harvey to the floor. Another mention of the main event tonight as Coffey refuses to let Harvey re-enter the ring. Harvey grabs a mic and starts screaming that he's not Ed Harvey. He's Shaw Samuels. And Andy's like, well, okay, we'll call him that then. And then he starts talking about Shaw's actual experience. That was weird. Samuels takes the advantage, driving Coffee to the canvas and booting him in the spine. Forearm strikes to the side of the head, then a rear chin lock. These two large men then just beat the living fuck out of each other. Samuels catches another crossbody, this time from the corner, and slams Coffee down again for a two count. Samuels with almost a cobra clutch. Coffee fights out. Springboard crossbody is successful this time, but only for two. Glasgow send-off, then what's best for the balls, and Joe Coffey pins Shed Harviels for three. I tell you what, given the lack of intro, I was a lot more impressed with Shed than I thought I would be. Next week, Kaylee Ray defends the title against Ginny, but tonight we get a face-to-face to earlier this week, so Sid Scala can pretend that he spoke with Mr. Saint. He takes a phone call without actually answering the phone somehow, and then he's interrupted by Pretty Deadly. Sid announces a four-way elimination tag match in two weeks' time. Pretty Deadly, The Hunt, Mandrews and Flebster, and Carter and Smith. Winning team is the number one contenders for Gallus' tag team titles. Nice. When we return from break, Rampage Brown is doing squats earlier this week. Dave Mastiff follows him into the squat rack and squats the same bar while telling Brown he needs a challenge. I can dig that. Uh, They weren't doing squats at the same time. Brown had finished and then... Anyway, back to the arena for Tyler Bate, who is like 15 years younger than me and has a better beard than I will ever be able to grow. Fucking genetic lottery. Tonight, Bate is facing Sam Gradwell, since Gradwell took offense or something to the Tyler Bate promo that aired during last week's episode that he somehow watched live. Gradwell gets a Goldman box and cuts an utterly bizarre promo, calling Tyler a plant-based yogurt who thinks he's an acorn. So, Sam Gradwell hates 
Tyler Bate for being a vegetarian or something? I'm completely confused. Commentary then spend far too much time discussing yogurt. Gradwell starts with the left arm. Bate is able to reverse it. Then he flips Gradwell to the mat. Bate with a neck crank. He gets sent into the corner, does some avoidance, kicks Gradwell in the chest, and then a crossbody for two and back to the arm. They break and run around for a second before going right back into the arm lock. Gradwell fights to his feet, then tries to remove Bate's nose. This allows him to slam Bate down hard. Then a stiff chop to the chest and a couple knees to the spine. Gradwell forgets the wrestling and decides instead to just beat the tar out of Bate. Bate attempts to fight back but cannot find a way in. Gradwell with a butterfly suplex for two, then a straight punch to the face gets another two, then a nerve hold on the mat. I'm not saying it's not real, but Sam Gradwell's mohawk looks glued on. Gradwell just continues to physically dominate the former UK heavyweight champion. Bate manages to get an upkick to the gut, then a couple kicks to the hamstring. Gradwell whips Bate into the ropes. Bate wants a sunset flip, but Gradwell takes him by the ear. Bate with a bop and a bang, and finally he's back in control. Knee lift, then a big flying attack from the buckles, charging into the corner for an uppercut. Gradwell follows him across, but gets caught and suplexed. Standing shooting star gets a two for Bate. He wants the Tyler driver, but Gradwell flips him out. Gradwell with an STO, but only for two. Mounted punches from Gradwell. He makes sure not to get disqualified. He takes the waist, but Bate with a back elbow, then a rolling kick, a Tyler driver, and that's the finish. I have to say, after everything else in that match, the Tyler driver looked pretty weak in comparison. After a match that brutal, it just lacked a certain impact. We get replays, Tyler celebrates, and we go back to the performance center earlier this week. The disembodied woman tries to talk to Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter. In the background, uh, we see Sid talk to Williams and Jordan. Ashton makes fun of Carter's pants. Uh, then uh, Sid comes to us to inform Carter and Smith of the elimination match. Williams and Jordan look sad. When we come back, we're still at the PC earlier this week. Ilya is talking to Jack Stars. Ilya is still depressed that he lost. He says that since he has to start back at the beginning, he should start with Jack. Jack accepts the challenge and says this time the outcome will be different. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. To the arena for the face-to-face, Ginny comes out with Joseph Connors. He hands her a microphone, and she reminds us what happened last week. She gives Joseph some credit for her victory, then says he's a gold digger in so many words. She promises, nay, guarantees, that next week she will be the new NXT UK Women's Champion. This brings out Kaylee Ray, who, of course, uh, stalks to the ring with a purpose. She has her own microphone. Ginny reminds her that she may have beaten everyone who's been put in front of her, but they have never fought each other. Ginny says KLR isn't championship material. Kaylee promises to beat her so badly that the plastic surgery won't even be able to fix her face. Ginny says she's owed this match because, if you remember, she helped Kaylee retain the title in that Falls Count Anywhere match against Piper. Next week, the Queen will reign. That was a lot of Ginny and not so much Kaylee Ray. Interesting dynamic. To a promo video from Eddie Dennis in The Hunt, he talks about chaos from behind a chain-link fence. They'll be the number one contenders. They won't. Back from break for the tale of the tape between Walter and A-Kid. Walter obviously has every advantage over A-Kid. Enter A-Kid and his giant cup. He places it on its special table and fixes the badge at the top, which apparently is not attached so well. Walter enters and we get our ring announcements. A-Kid barely comes up to Walter's shoulder. Just saying. The referee holds the title high. We get the title graphic and the bell rings. Recycled Thunderdome footage appears on the back wall as they circle. Kid is able to get a couple quick kicks in, but Volter quickly powers him into the ropes. Kid ducks the chop on the break, gets another kick, but Volter catches the leg when he tries again. Kid struggles to avoid a submission. He manages a front headlock. Volter pushes him back into the corner. He again avoids a chop and gets another quick kick, which angers the champion. 
Kid takes the waste. Valter turns it into a headlock takeover, and he cranks that in on the mat. Kid wants a head scissors. He's able to get it, but Valter uses his tight to his advantage and gets a foot on the bottom rope. More quick kicks from the challenger. Valter starts selling the charley horse. Knuckle lock, and Valter forces Kid to the mat for a couple near falls. Kid is able to bridge out even with Valter on top of him. He avoids a big stomp, and we're circling again. Kid continues with the quick strikes. Valter avoids, uh, Valter again pushes him into the corner, chops him to the floor, but Kid catches him with kind of an arm bar over the top rope. Again, we hold hands and Kid manages to take Valter off his feet with a series of quick leg kicks. Kid wants the half Boston, but cannot get it locked on fully. Pushed into the corner, Kid comes out with a boot to the face, then another. Valter challenges him to come in again and Kid throws a drop kick. He follows it again and Valter chops him out of the air. Valter catches another kick and chops Kid down again. Valter with a deep Boston Crab, which he turns into an STF. Kid crawls, manages to get his leg free. He then takes the arm and eats another chop with a boot to the face. Quick scoop slam from Valter, and he yells at the challenger. Kid with more kicks to the left leg than one to the chest. An elbow strike to the jaw, then Valter boots him down again for two. Valter then tries to remove Kid's head from his neck. Back to vertical, Kid gets a chop of his own. Valter scoops him up, lays him on the top buckle again, and chops him down. Kid on the apron, Valter pulls him against the ropes for another chop. Kid catches the next one, transitions to the leg, and gets a dragon screw over the second rope. Kid comes off with a drop kick to the knee and then tries to lock in the omoplata. Valter struggles to the ropes, and Kid gives him the break. Sharp kick to the spine, then another from the challenger, a third to the back of the neck. Kid slaps Valter, Valter slaps him back and drops him, and then a kick from Valter. Valter wants the sleeper, Kid turns it into an arm drag, he hits that running thrust kick, Valter answers with a running drop kick, then a high stacked powerbomb gets a two count. Big chop from Valter echoes throughout the studio. Valter toys with the challenger. Kid with a punch to the face. Then he takes the arm. He wants a cross arm breaker. Valter rolls into it. Kid tries for a triangle. They roll to the floor. Valter lands on his feet and power bombs Kid into the apron. Back in the ring, Kid with a series of strikes. Valter wants the sleeper again. Kid with the Pele kick. He hits the ropes and Valter clotheslines his head off. Valter chops the back of Kid's head, clotheslines him again, and pins him for three. Say what you will about the match between Walter and Ilya. I've heard it called 2020's match of the year. As you all remember, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. This match, for me, was much better than that one. Kid's style meshed with Walter's so much better than Ilya's did, in my opinion. At no point during this match was I bored with the proceedings. In fact, at times, I thought Kid may pull it off. Kid didn't try to wrestle Walter, really. He relied on his quickness and his strikes and then worked the leg when he was able to in order to try and remove the vertical base of the much larger champion. I think the psychology just made much more sense here than in the Dragonoff match. Overall, I really enjoyed this week's episode. Coffee and Shed was a dark horse. Bait and Gradwell was enjoyable, and I thought the title match was quite good. The face-to-face between Ginny and KLR was interesting and has me uh, intrigued in next week's title match. Overall, I'd say good episode this week. Give it a watch. Next week, we have that women's title match and presumably Dragonoff Stars 2. Uh, the week after is the four-way tag contender elimination match. Until then, however, be sure to visit rundownwrestling.com every day. If you want to show your appreciation monetarily, you can visit patreon.com slash rundownwrestling, ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling, or paypal.me slash rundownwrestling to donate. If you want to show your appreciation in other ways, interact with our posts on Facebook and Twitter, or comment on our website, or leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Follow me on Twitter at NitromaniaPod. Follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Salzer Effect. Follow the network on Twitter at Rundown Wrestling, and I'll join you back here next Monday for another spot of NXT. But for now, tea time's over, bitches. Get back to work. Yeah.